بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد We said yesterday that Surah Al-Baqarah comprises of many ahkam and one type of rulings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delves into some details are in relation to marriage and divorce and we did not get an opportunity to touch on those verses yesterday and so we'll do so today insha'Allah ta'ala before um, moving on to Surah Ali Imran if time permits if not then tomorrow insha'Allah the first verse we'd like to discuss is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states وَلَعَذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وَلَا تَنْكِحُ الْمُشْرِكَاتِ حَتَّى يُؤْمِنَّ وَلَأَمَةٌ مُؤْمِنَةٌ خَيْرٌ مِّن مُشْرِكَةٍ وَلَوْ أَعْجَبَتْكُمْ وَلَا تُنْكِحُ الْمُشْرِكِينَ حَتَّى يُؤْمِنُوا وَلَعَبْدٌ مُؤْمِنٌ خَيْرٌ مِّن مُشْرِكٍ وَلَوْ أَعْجَبَكُمْ Allah says do not marry mushrik women until they believe it is the agreement between it, nikah is a contract and usually it is the agreement between the groom and bride. Huh? Bride. not the bride the bride's approval is that she agrees is important but the contract is between the the groom and the bride's father or wali representative right and nikah is done with what uh, ijab and qabul. There is a proposal and there is acceptance. For example, the father or the wali says, I propose to you the hand of my daughter in marriage. And the groom says, I accept the hand of your daughter in, in marriage. Or your sister or whoever it is. So this is what, this is the first condition. And so um, the groom has to approve. The bride has to approve of the marriage and consent to the marriage. And also the wali the wali has to consent and approve to the marriage this is according to the majority of of ulama then there has to be the verbal exchange this is known as ijab and qabul okay and then there has to be two witnesses uh, as a minimum two witnesses and um, a mahar is compulsory for a nikah a nikah cannot be without mahar it is not a condition that the mahar is stated or mentioned at the time of the nikah, but it is one of the conditions of, of the marriage and nikah. Yes, Ashraf Bhai. She must come Muslim then in nikah. Yes. Okay. Mushrik. This is a mushrik. Mushrik is, um, although the Yahud and Nasara, they do shirk also, uh, but they are not included in this verse because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitted for believing men to marry. Uh, women of the uh, of the people of the book if they are uh, chaste and so if they are women that are uh, dignified and uh, honorable and uh, are not known for um, uh, to be um, of good they are known to be of good moral character um, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says do not marry Mushrik women until they believe meaning until they believe in Allah 
And then he says, and indeed, a slave woman who believes is better than a free mushrik woman. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that uh, a slave woman, obviously in that time, uh, slaves were, were very low in society. They were regarded as property, like animals you buy, sell, you know, no value. Allah says that a, a slave that is Muslim is far better in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than a free woman who disbelieves in Allah azza wa jal, who is mushrik. And so this should be the understanding of every man who is married. Yeah. At times you go out and you see women and you think to yourself, shaitan comes and brings all of these ideas. Remember this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Even though she pleases you, the mushrik woman may please you. The look, the attitude, the character, the... the can be a number of things that attract you to intelligence. You know, a number of things will attract a man to a woman. But Allah Azza wa says all of that attraction is baseless and is not worthy. Because she is not she is not worthy of that. Why? Because she is not a believing woman. She does not believe in Allah. And so the one that believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always, always superior. And so if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you a wife that is a believer, then to, and I say this to both men and women, okay, but generally this is the, the problem of men because we are always outside. And if a man has been given a believing woman as a wife and he desires a non-believing woman he is showing what and gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so this verse if you can retain that information and remember it and so when shaitan comes to you and says you know tries to mislead you you say what tell yourself that a believing woman is far better and greater in the st in status by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the believer should love whom Allah loves even if she even though she pleases you and and then he says and give not your daughters in marriage or your women in marriage to mushrik men until they believe verily a believing slave is better than a free mushrik man a believing man is always better than a mushrik. Allah says, Even though he pleases you. And so what Allah is telling you is that, you know, don't base your decision and uh, your marriage on your likes and dislikes. Look at what Allah likes and dislikes. What Allah loves and does not love. He says, your likes and dislikes are not are not important. The reason Allah is warning us, why is Allah saying, I like a mushrik woman, why can I not marry her? I like a mushrik man for a woman, a Muslim woman says, I like a mushrik man. Well, I know he's mushrik, but he's a good human being. 
good character, everything. I haven't found a Muslim person like this. I want to marry him. Allah says, don't. Because disbelievers lead a lifestyle that is going to end in hellfire. And Allah invites to what? Paradise and to forgiveness. And so this is the reason. If a Muslim person, if a Muslim man lives with a mushrik woman, she has no concept of akhirah, no, no belief in the afterlife. And so she is only living to fulfill her aims and goals in this dunya and pleasures and desires in this dunya. All that, that, that is all she cares about. And when you live with somebody like that, what happens is you are affected by their lifestyle. So Allah says it is not permissible. Those I mushrikeen invite you to the fire. They don't, they don't believe in the fire. You can't say, well, they don't invite to the fire. They don't believe in They don't believe in the fire. But they invite you to a lifestyle that is going to end up in hellfire. But Allah invites you to paradise and forgiveness by his leave. Makes his ayat and his proofs and evidences and verses clear to mankind that they may remember. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about uh, menstruation and how it is not permissible for um, a husband to sleep with his wife when it when she is to, to have um, uh, marital relations when she is going through her cycle um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this very clear in suratul Baqarah the only thing that is not permissible is the marital relations okay the act other than that, everything else is permissible. I can't go in detail. We've got children around with us. But everything else is permissible. And Rasulullah was questioned about this. Why? Because in Medina, they were Yahud. And Yahud had a practice that when a woman is in her cycle, she does not eat with her husband. She does not sleep with her husband. And completely um, segregated. Okay. Uh, until her cycle is over. But Rasulullah was commanded otherwise. And that is... Um, sort of and the the ruling of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this ummah then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wala taj'alu allaha urdatan li aymanikum an tabarru wa tattaqu wa tuslihu bayna an-nas wallahu sami'un alim very important verse do not make Allah an excuse in your oaths against your doing good and acting piously and making peace among mankind and Allah is all hearer or knower Meaning, let's say for example, you, you made an oath by Allah not to do something. But in doing it, there is good. For example, I say that I swear by Allah, I will never speak to this person. Now speaking to him is good. I will never help this person. For example, helping him is, him or her is a good deed. So Allah says, don't use me as an excuse. Even if you swore by me and made an oath by me, fast, give uh, 10 poor people, um, bring, give kafara for your oath and do what is good. Because this is the teaching of Rasulullah Rasulullah said that whenever I make an oath by Allah and then I realize that there is something better, then I will break my oath and do that which is 
which is better. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't use me as an excuse. Say, oh, well, I swore by Allah. I know this is a good thing to do, but I swore by Allah and so I can't do it. Yeah. And actually a person is not permitted to swear by Allah for um, in relation to sin. This is an act of kufr. You can't swear by Allah that you will do something that is haram. Yeah. We are talking about things that are permissible. Further on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ مِنْ نِسَائِهِمْ تَرَبُّصُ أَرْبَعَةِ أَشْهُرْ فَإِنْ فَاءُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ وَإِنْ عَزَمُ الطَّلَاقَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ Ila was uh, a type of oath. And see, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as an introduction, He says, don't use Allah as an excuse to avoid doing good. Now, ila was a type of oath that our husband, a husband would, this was in Jahiliyyah, even before pre-Islamic. A husband would swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to approach his wife if she was if she did something that um, displeased him and this at times would go up to I think the common term was one year and so she will remain his wife but he will not have any relations with her for an entire year as a punishment and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not permit that and he says, the maximum term, although this is something that is not um, encouraged by Sharia, but the maximum term, if a person was to take an oath, for example, um, you know, a wife was uh, absolutely unreasonable with her husband, and the husband said, I, I swear by Allah that I will not approach you. He has four months. After four months, either Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, تَرَبُّسُ أَرْبَعَةِ أَشْهُرُ The wife is asked to do what? To be patient for four months. After four months, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I, you have one of two options. Either the man breaks that oath and goes back to his wife, or talaq will, will apply. Or talaq will apply. A man cannot keep his wife um, in marriage without giving her all of her rights. Now, if she has transgressed, he is entitled to to discipline her to a certain degree, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts the limit. Okay, He puts the, the limit that you cannot go beyond this. And the, this is because in Jahiliyyah, it would go on for, I think the minimum term was a year. And so a man will say, will make this oath and he will not approach his wife for an entire year. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made, um, reduced the term to, to four months. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِنْ فَاءُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ If they decide to go back to one another and continue with the marriage, then Allah will forgive. Meaning Allah will forgive that the man took an oath and stayed away from his wife and not fulfilling her right for four months with the intention of disciplining her. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, وَإِنْ عَزَمُوا الطَّلَاقَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ If they make an intention to divorce, then Allah is all hearing all-knowing time and time again Allah is going to remind us of this that when you are divorcing be aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is listening he's watching and he knows of your dealings with with one another further on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the idda the waiting period the idda is the waiting period he says that when a woman is divorced, then she is to um, wait 
what is known as a waiting period for three quru, which is three monthly cycles. There's a difference of opinion amongst ulama, but we don't want to go into, into detail. The first thing about talaq, talaq is, has been placed in the control of the man and the husband for a wisdom that is known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so what happens is, we, we, we said the conditions of nikah. The conditions of talaq is that, number one, it is not permissible for a man to divorce his wife while she is in, in her monthly cycle. This is not permissible, haram, number one. But if he does, it will apply. But it's haram, he's sinful for doing that. The second, if she is in a state of purity, but they have had marital relations, he cannot divorce her in that time. He has to wait until she goes through a cycle and then she is pure and he has not had any relations with her and then he can divorce her. Okay. So both of these would be, if, if it was done, if a man, let's say for example, had relations with his wife and then after two days he divorces her, the divorce will apply, but it is not permissible. And so he has committed a great sin, right? And this is all to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looking after the uh, emotional state of, of the woman. And so um, in her cycle, uh, she is going through, um, you know, um, hormonal changes and, 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 and what have you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, spares her the, the grief of divorce in that time. Even if she knows that divorce is coming, it is not permissible to divorce in that time. Likewise, if a woman has had a uh, man or woman have had relations, then it is not appropriate for a man to divorce his wife in that time. Right? He has to wait. Then divorce has to be with clear words, either said or communicated um, by a medium, whatever that is, either it is written in a message or uh, a letter or something of that sort, or information that is passed through somebody else. Yeah? Talaq is generally pronounced only once. This is the common misunderstanding in all most Muslim men that you have to say talaq three times. Talaq, talaq, talaq. And then what happens? Then they come crying and say, oh, well, I didn't know it's three is one. Uh, three is considered three. I thought three is one. So on and so forth. Okay. And so talaq, it is enough for a person to say once. He will say, to his wife, for example, I divorce you. I have given you talaq. Consider yourself divorced. Anything of that sort. Right? If he says something like, you are no longer my wife, then it's based on the intention. If he means talaq with this, if he literally means that he wants separation, then uh, that will apply as, as talaq. And so this is how divorce is um, conducted. When a, a, a man pronounces divorce or says divorce onto his wife, then she has a waiting period of what? Three cycles. So generally he will, if he is following the, the, the guidance, the shari guidance, he will divorce her in a state of purity. She will go through three cycles. When the third cycle finishes, when it is complete, and she begins to pray, then he cannot take her back. In those three months, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves that, that period so that you know, man and woman can both um, get over the, 
the, the anger and emotions, all negative emotions, and think, think in relation to their future and the future of the children and the family and whether they can fix uh, things. If they uh, intend to do that, then they can return to one another. And it's very simple. That is also the rujur is in the control of the man. And so it is for the man to say to his wife that I intend to take you back, but he can only do so if he intends to do good, right? And he intends to rectify the relationship. He can't just play with uh, the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so what the mushrikeen used to do, for example, uh, they said that a man said to his wife, you know, in the time of Rasulullah he said, you will not, I will not divorce you and you will not be my wife. So she said to him, how is that? He said, well, I'm going to divorce you and then when your idda comes to an end, I'm going to take you back. When it comes to an end, when you are right at the end, I will take you back as my wife. And then I will divorce you again. And I will keep doing that. Right? And in Jahiliyyah, and in initially in, in, in the first, uh, when Islam came, there was no limit to how many times talaq. A person can go back, talaq, go back, talaq, go back. As long as, Allah said, as long as you intend to fix the relationship, no problem. In the beginning. Right? And so a person could divorce his wife a hundred times. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed these verses. And he said, At-talaq marratan. Talaq will only be twice. Meaning that you have only two options to return. After the third one, the talaq is final and a woman cannot go back to her husband no matter how much her husband wants her back. And she wants to be back with her husband. She cannot go back to him until she marries somebody else. Anyway, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالْمُطَلَّقَاتُ يَتَرَبَّسْنَا بِأَنفُسِهِنَّ ثَلَاثَةَ قُرُوءٍ Divorced women shall wait for three periods. And it is not lawful for them to conceal what Allah has created in their wombs if they believe in Allah in the last day. Part of the reason for, for this uh, waiting period is to see whether a woman is carrying a child. Right? And so Allah says it is not permitted for her to, to conceal this. That she knows, like, let's say for example her husband divorces her, she knows she is pregnant, but she doesn't say anything. And she remains silent. And then three, uh, three cycles uh, go by and then she says, well, that's it, I'm, I'm no longer your, your wife. That is not permitted. And so when a woman, even in a state of conflict and a state of divorce, when a woman finds out that she is pregnant, she should not conceal it from her her husband or um, if they are in, in a state of the divorce you know the man who has divorced her if they believe in Allah and the last day and their husbands have the better right to take them back in that period if they wish for reconciliation and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says you are only permitted to take your wife back if you wish to reconcile right and part of wishing to reconcile is you're going to see the attitude of the woman. If the woman says to you, I'm not interested anymore. Then yes, you, are, you have the right to take her back. But only if you intend to do what? Intend to do good. And so now it's for you. If the woman is no longer, she says, you divorced me. I no longer want to go to live with you. I don't want to live with you. Right? She's disappointed. She's upset that you have divorced her. You can only take her back against her will. Okay, you can actually take her back against her will. She will come back to your nikah. 
if you have pronounced the divorce and if the Sharia permits you to take her back, right? So you can take her back, but only if you intend to do good, which means now you have to, you're going to have to make the effort as a husband because she's not interested. So you're going to have to make the effort in order to, to keep her in your marriage. If she refuses, you take her back, but she refuses and she says, I'm not interested. She can raise it in Islamic, you know, a Sharia court or with the Islamic judge um, that I, I do not want to go back to my husband. And then, um, you know, they will get involved and see if they can be separated and how they can be separated. Allah says, وَلَهُنَّ مِثْلُ عَلَيْهِنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Women have rights similar to those over them. Bil-ma'roof. According to what is reasonable, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He imposes or when He commands certain rights over men and women, over the husband, over, over the wife, He says, within the extent of what is reasonable. Why? Because Allah says, لا يكلف الله نفساً إلا Allah does not burden a soul with more than it can bear. But men have a degree of responsibility over them. And so men have been in, in families in the Sharia of Islam, the man has been given uh, higher responsibility and higher authority. Right? And this is why the talaq is actually in the control of, of the man because of that responsibility and that authority. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says as the divorce is twice. After that, either you retain her on reasonable terms or release her with kindness. It is not lawful for you to take back any of your any of the mahar which you have given them except when both parties fear that they, sh they would be unable to keep the limits ordained by Allah. Then if you fear that they would not be able to keep the limits ordained by Allah, then there is no sin on either of them if she gives back the mahar for her khula, her divorce. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that divorce twice. So in two divorces, Allah permits for the man to go back, the man and woman to go back together. And actually there is even, there is no need for a marriage, a new nikah, if it is done within the waiting period. Okay, the, before the third cycle finishes, a man just says, uh, I take my wife back. And he informs witnesses and that's it. There's no nikah needed. If that period finishes and the divorce applies, right? And they are divorced, they become strangers to one another. Let's say for example, after six months, the man says, well, uh, I made a mistake. I want, to, I want this woman back. Or the woman says, well, I want to be back with my husband. And they agree, now they have to do nikah. Why? Because the waiting period is, is over. This is permissible in two divorces. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, after you have divorced a woman twice and have taken her back, he says, either you retain her on reasonable terms or release her with kindness. Meaning with the third divorce, you were married, you lived together for some time, conflicts happened, <coughs> you divorced your wife, you took her back, then some more time you went on, Conflict again, you divorced her, you took her back. Now Allah says, be careful. Now either if there are conflicts that arise again, either you keep her with kindness or you release her. You cannot take her, you know, take her back a third time. After that, either you retain her, فَإِمْسَاكٌ بِمَعْرُوفٍ أَوْ تَسْرِيحٌ 
bi-ihsan, retain her on reasonable terms or release her with, with kindness. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that in divorce you are not permitted to take the mahar back. To the woman, give him mahar back. I'm, I'm going to divorce you and give him mahar. Allah says it's not, that is not permissible in a general divorce. However, Allah says, if they fear that they are not able to keep the limits of Allah, to keep what Allah has ordained, then there is no harm uh, on either of them if she gives back the mahar. This is what khula, what is known as, as khula. Meaning that a man does not wish to divorce his wife. She says, I no longer can be in marriage with this man. She says, I cannot. For valid reasons, uh, either she dislikes him, you know, to a point where she cannot fulfill his, his right as a wife, right? Or um, that he uh, has um, done things uh, for which she is not willing to, to forgive him, right? So he's transgressed against her, but he's not willing to divorce her. He says, you know, for example, the man commits... Um, you know a certain mistake but he keeps saying look I'm, I'm sorry I don't want to um, you know I didn't mean this and I didn't want to hurt you and what have you and but, but I don't want to divorce you but a woman has a right to sort of say no I actually don't want to forgive you for this mistake you've 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 transgressed and you've crossed the line and I, I don't want to forgive you for this mistake. so th what is the option that a woman has because she doesn't have divorce in her control she has the option of what khula Khula is that she gives him back the mahar and says to him, you release me. Yes. Now in khula, we're coming to that. In khula, because the divorce is initiated by a woman, the man can, does not have authority to take her back. You understand? The man does not have the, the right and authority to take her back because that divorce is initiated by the, the woman. The man doesn't want to divorce his wife. He says, I don't want to divorce you. The woman says, I want a divorce, and so let's agree that I give you back whatever you have given me as mahar, and you divorce me. And so if he agrees and he divorces her, he can't take her back against her will, because she is the one who wanted the, the divorce and the separation, and she has paid the mahar back, and so he is not allowed to um, return her um, in his marriage. Huh? Can she return? She can return. She can return. But he, he can't take her back. Huh? So they will have to do a nikah. <coughs> According to, uh, I think, uh, most, they would have to, in khul'ah, there has to be a, a nikah. So they will wait for the idda um, to finish and do nikah unless um, she um, willingly, is, and she has to uh, be willing to go back to, to her husband. Give the mahar back. Well, he will have to give her a new mahar. New mahar, whatever she, um, they agree on. Yeah. Uh, closes this verse he says these are the limits ordained by Allah so do not transgress them and whoever transgresses the limits ordained by Allah then such are zalimun they are wrongdoers and so Allah is saying in the matters of divorce if you do not follow 
the guidance that I have provided, then you will be considered as what? Zalim. Because talaq is not in the control of the woman, it's in the control of, of the man. And so Allah says, okay, you know, you have the authority and you think you can do whatever you want, but when you come to me, uh, if you have not followed the guidance, clear, the clear guidance that I have provided, in that we said that talaq should only be given uh, in, in a state of purity, where a woman has not had any relations with her husband, and a woman has a waiting period of three cycles, and in that time he can take her back, but he should only take her back if he intends to be good to her. And he, he is only permitted to take her back on two occasions, two divorces, he can take her back. Right? And then the last thing is, if a woman wants a divorce from her husband and he refuses to divorce her, and she does not feel like she can fulfill her duty as a wife to him, and this happened to uh, one of the Sahabiyat came to Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah, I, I would like to be separated from my husband. He said, what is the problem? She said, Ya Rasulullah, I, I actually have nothing against, he's a good man. Good character and good in his deen. So Rasulullah said, what is the, the matter then? She said, I cannot live with the man. It's beyond me. And so there is no, Allah says, La ikraha fi deen. There is no com compulsion in religion. And so if a, now a woman is not permitted to do that in order to just manipulate her husband. Okay. So inside she wants to be with him, but she says, oh, divorce me. I want to divorce. I don't want to live with you. Okay. That is not permissible. And in relation to that, Rasulullah said, if a woman asks divorce from her husband without due right, without a reason, she will not find and smell the scent of paradise. So she is using words to do what? Manipulate. And say, well, I, I want a divorce. Uh, this is in our, maybe, perhaps now the culture has changed. But previously, you know, whenever a woman wants to just, just you know, in, in, the, in the Arab dramas and films, you know, this was the common word. I remember uh, from a young age, right? the common word is, give me a divorce. Give me a divorce. Give me a divorce. And so if there is a valid reason for it, okay, no problem. A woman is entitled to ask for, for a divorce. But inside she wants to be with her husband. Right? She wants to be with her husband. She doesn't want her husband to... And, and this is... I, I have dealt with, with situations like this. You know, I, I get a couple for counseling. And the woman says, I, I want to be divorced. And then when you say to the man, well, divorce her. And she says, wait, 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 wait hold on a second. I'm not, is there something we can do? <laughs> Wait, I'm not so sure. Can we go away and think about it? Okay, now you know that you've committed a sin, so you have to make tawbah. Yeah. Don't ask for a divorce if. But if in your heart you feel like, I cannot live with this man anymore. Like the Sahabiya came, she said, Ya Rasulullah, he's a good man, good character, good on his deen, but I, myself, I cannot. And she said, Inni akrahu al-kufra fil Islam. That I dislike to turn to disbelief in Islam. And ulama have given two meanings to this. Either that I will become ungrateful to him because the way I'm going to deal with him is what? I'm going to be ungrateful. Or others said actually it means that I have no way out of this marriage but I know that there is a way out. If I say that I am kafir, I denounce Islam, then I will no longer be his wife but I don't want to, to take that 
option. I don't want to take that option. And so, Ya Rasulullah, what is, you know, find a way out for me. And so Rasulullah did not compel her. Because he knew that she was truthful in what she was saying. You know, she did not come with a story and what happened. She said, look, I don't, I dislike the man. To a degree that I cannot help him, I cannot be his wife and I cannot fulfill my rights towards him. So Rasulullah called the man and he said, he said to her, and he had gifted her a, a garden as mahar. And so he said, will you give back the mahar that he gave you? She said, yes, Ya Rasulullah. So Rasulullah said, divorce her. This is known as khula. Now, if even that doesn't work, so the woman is trying to be reasonable with the man and she says, look, I can't <coughs> live with you. And I'm willing to give you your mahar back. He says, no, I'm not divorcing you. I'm not divorcing you. Then what she has to do is she has to go to a religious authority that is going to do what? Dissolve the marriage. This is known as fesh of nikah. This is not khula. When a woman goes to, let's say for example, the Sharia council and what, this is known as fesh of nikah. And so the person who is a religious authority, you know, a sheikh or a scholar or a qadi, usually it's a qadi, a judge. He will look at the evidence that is uh, put forward by the woman and what is put forward by the man. And if he thinks that this relationship is not working and the man is being unreasonable and is holding, withholding his wife in his marriage um, and, and this marriage is not going to work, then he says to him, divorce her. He says, no, I don't want to divorce her. Okay, you don't have to divorce her. I separate her from you. And so he breaks the nikah. This is, this is now a further option. So the separations are three. One is talaq, which is in the control of the man. Then you have khula, where a, a woman asks for divorce and is willing to give back mahar. And the third one is fasq uh, 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 of nikah. And that is done by a judge, a qadi or a scholar or somebody who um, has knowledge of Islam and is asked to judge in the matter. Uh, in this day and age, we have Sharia councils. Um, all of this is to protect Muslim families. And so sisters at times find it very difficult. They say, well, look, you know, this man is not releasing me and I have to go Sharia council and pay money and wait three months, six months, you know, however long in order to uh, get my Islamic divorce. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed these things in order to protect the families. Mm. And it's actually the children who are, it's in the interest of the children who are going to suffer the separation and the divorce. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed these rules. Okay. And so they are general rules and everybody has to follow them. And there is no exceptions. There's no exceptions. Right. There's no exception like somebody says, well, I, I get very angry. Uh, you know, I've given three divorces. Can I take, can, can I have uh, an extra divorce? Doesn't matter. These are general rules and they apply to everyone and anyone. Yes, hand was up here, somebody. I was asking if, if, if in the court, the man is not um, willing to go attending the court, still she can get divorced? Yes, yeah. If a man, if, if a man refuses to attend the court, then she will, if, if the qadi uh, does the fasq, then he is, a man is not man permitted. Is not present there. Uh, the man is not permitted to refuse to attend the court. 
Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when you are called to Allah and his messenger to judge between you, then you have a responsibility to answer. You can't divorce by yourself. <laughs> Sharia court will not give you a divorce and will not give a woman a divorce unless, unless the man is... No. They don't. Because they contact the man. They will contact via, via letters, email, telephone calls. Well, if, if the man doesn't respond and it's months on end, then it's very clear that they are not living together. Mm. Then they will apply the fasq. But usually that, um, it's after a very long time. And usually Sharia courts will wait until uh, a legal marriage is complete. And so if a woman goes to a Sharia court and says, look, I've been divorced from this man, and he's not communicating with them, they say, okay, we will divorce you from him. Because, you know, it's clear the judgment has already been made, and he's been unreasonable. Why, why, why is he not responding? He's not responding, it's mean divorce happened. No, it doesn't mean divorce happened. It's for the Qadi to decide. He can say to the wife, well, your husband is not responding, but I don't want, I will not give you a fasq. He means yeah. the presence is not important. His presence is important. If he is not, he doesn't want to be present. He, he has to be present. This is what I'm telling you. When you are called to a Sharia court, you have to be present. It is not an option that a person refuses to be present because this is ruling by the judgment of Allah. And so the person who is being called does not know the rulings of Allah and of Sharia. And so the case has to be presented to somebody who knows and who makes a ruling. Now, if you are called to an English court, attend if you want, you don't attend if you don't want. That doesn't matter. That is not the law of Allah. Okay. You understand? By Sharia court, I heard like a man away in the country, this country from this country but the woman went there got her divorce hmm. and man they say i don't know <laughs> well if, if if she did that then when he returns he can go to the sharia council and raise it with them and say how did you divorce my wife and then they will revoke that and they will say actually she is still your wife oh. yeah because there can be a mistake in the judgment of the qadi you know if if a woman let's say for example or a man you know, f falsifies uh, uh, statements and evidence and what have you and makes things up and what have you, they can make an error in judgment. But that error in judgment does not mean that the hukum applies if it tra transpires that actually this was, this case was manipulated. And so the brother asked the question for those who are uh, listening at home. The brother asked the question, a man is, let's say for example, he's away in America. He's not even here, you know, for an entire for an entire year or yeah. so, right? And a woman goes and gets, she goes to Sharia council and she says, well, my husband um, has left me and what have you and I want a divorce. And he doesn't want to divorce her. <coughs> now, you know that a man is not permitted to be away from his wife more than four months. And so if he was away from her four months, she is entitled to ask for a divorce and the Sharia council will divorce her from him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not allowed to stay away from her more than four months unless he agrees it with her. If they agree, they can be apart for 10 years. No problem. You know, for example, you have families where, you know, the person is 
living, the man is living outside in Europe and the woman is living in, let's say, you know, India or Bangladesh or Pakistan or Morocco or whatever. And he lives away from her a whole year, two years, three years. He's working, sending money. They've agreed that no problem. But if the woman doesn't agree to separation, then a man is not allowed to be away from his wife for more than four months, especially, especially if he is not spending on her. That makes it even worse. Then any Sharia council will give her divorce. Sure. Because he's not spending, he's away, uh, he's not fulfilling any, any right as a husband. And so they say he's only holding her to hurt her. That's the only reason. Mm. Is there any condition for that, like as you said, if they are agreed to how long he can stay away? Because some people, if you see, they stay, you know, just for making more money unnecessary. Not like that is their necessity, their need. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Whatever matter. they agree, yes? Yes. Because we know that one of the wives of Rasulullah when you, she reached a certain age, she said, Ya Rasulullah, um, I give my time to Aisha. And so she gave her time. Rasulullah used to visit her during the day, but he never spent a night with her. And so that is separated for, and, but she said that I want to be your wife in, in Jannah and in Paradise. And Rasulullah accepted it from her. He said, okay, if you want to give it to Aisha, you can give your nights to Aisha. No problem. Right? And so if husband and wife are in agreement, see, marriage is a, is, is a, is a contract. And so whatever husband and wife agree, Allah says, okay, that's fine. You can, Allah imposes rules when we disagree. When you agree, d d whatever you want. You know, what happens? Do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So when he has, like, there are people, you know, what happens to them? Like, they go, you know, like, to work. Have yes. Saudi here on you, the family's back home. But what happens, the money they have is more than, you know, like... More than enough. More than enough to spend it for two, three years. Mm. But it's still, you know, like, there's competing with other people, with the cousins, with the friends, to make more money, to have a nice car, these things. But the wife is not happy there. She says, no, like, you know why? Ah. I'm in six months, four Okay, months. yeah. So this is a different matter. Uh, the man goes out and says to his wife, look, I'm going out to a different country in order to work and make a living. And so he goes out and he works and he earns enough. He's earned enough for him to return, yes. right? to return home and he can live off that for you know two years three years maybe invest in something and start something of his own small business small shop whatever it is yeah. but but now that he's tasted earning money and he's enjoying that he doesn't want to go back to his wife this would be considered as zulm injustice and in this case a wife can ask for divorce mm. and even if she agrees but she says well i have to agree what can i do is my husband i agree but in her heart she's she's not content then he will be considered as doing her injustice. Umar radiallahu anhu, this matter of four months has to be understood. That Umar radiallahu anhu asked Hafsa radiallahu anha. And he said, how long can a woman stay away from her husband? She said four months. And this is based on the verse of the Quran. Allah said four months. Anyway, she said, he said, he wanted to get the perspective of a woman. He said, how long can she wait? She said four months. More than that, she cannot wait. And so Umar radiallahu anhu made a ruling that the men that were in army, in expeditions, in jihad, after four months, the man has to come back home and spend time with his wife. And then he can be sent away again. He cannot be away for you know, years on end. Okay. They would have to return and, and go back. Yes. This is after three divorces. 
So you divorced her once and then you went back together. Then you divorce her the second time, then you went back together. And then the third time, if a man divorces, then she has to be married to somebody else. And this is where, where we are uh, coming to. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so he, the, the verse that we were reading was, divorces twice. Then Allah says, if he divorces her, meaning the third time, then it is not lawful for him thereafter until she has married another husband. It is not permitted for him to go back to that. That couple cannot go back to one another unless she marries somebody else. Then if the, the other husband divorces her, it is no sin on them, on both of them, that they, they reunite provided they feel that they can keep the limits ordained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right. So what may happen is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this exception. He says, and, and, and he doesn't make it a third divorce is final. And that's it. You can't go back to one another ever again. You had three wickets. <laughs> you dropped all three of them and that's it. It's over. <laughs> no. Why? Because what, what may happen is husband and wife live with one another. Conflict. Divorce. <laughs> then they go back. Conflict. Divorce. Then they go back. Conflict. Divorce. Then she, the woman goes and marries elsewhere. He's left without a wife. Now he, she's with another man. Now he's it's a different, you are in a different state of mind. The woman that you have, you have been living with is now with another man. This is very difficult for the man to accept. Okay. And so there may come some remorse and some regret. The, the woman is living with another man and she realizes that actually, I, you know what, my first husband was not so bad. And it happened in the time of Rasulullah Right? One of the Sahabi, yeah? Uh, Sahabi and Sahabiya were married, they divorced, then they go back together, then they divorced, then they go back together, then they divorced. She married somebody else. Then she came to Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah, um, you know. <laughs> he said, what, you want to go back to your first husband? She said, yes. He said, you cannot. Until he, until the second husband divorces you. And not only divorces, not only marriage, marriage and there has to be marital relations. Only after that can there be, can there be a, a divorce and she can return to, to her husband. Not the bogus one. Huh? No, uh, not the bogus one. Not the one that you do on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> yeah there was a, 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 a documentary on this, right? That people are providing this halal service. Yeah? So if a man divorces his wife three times and she can't go back to him, how much time left? Three times she can't go back to him, um, and so they provide a service. Right? So you pay this much money, the man will pay this much money, and then somebody else will marry her and then divorce her. This is not permissible. This is a major sin. What is permissible is for a person to marry her and not say anything. Let's say, for example, three divorces, they have six children, okay? And they are, they are, they're in a difficult situation, um, but they can't go back to one another. Now, somebody comes that knows of the situation, but doesn't say anything. And he goes into a nikah like, you know, yes, I want to marry your daughter. Can, can I get married? Yes. What is the mahar? This is the mahar. All this. He gets married to her and then he divorces her in order for her to go back to to her husband. Here, scholars have said, okay, um, there is a majority say it's not permissible because he did not intend to live with her. He intended to divorce her. This is halala, this is wrong. Okay, 
But I think uh, the Hanafi Madhab and Imam Abu Hanifa says this would be permissible because uh, this was not staged. The problem is when it's staged by the husband. Right? The husband says, come here, you know, you marry this woman and then divorce her. And Allah says, this is no joke. Right? You've made the mistake now. You've got to accept. You've, you were given three divorces. You've given three divorces. Now you can't take her back. Over. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, um, we need to finish this. And so you will have to excuse me because I, I, I will not go back to, to, to the subject matter again. When you have divorced women and they are about to fulfill the term of their prescribed period, meaning when the term is coming to an end, either take them back on reasonable basis or set them free on reasonable basis. Do not take them back to hurt them. And whoever does that, he has wronged himself. Allah says, don't think you're wrong. You're doing injustice only to the woman. You're doing injustice to yourself because you are going to be punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Treat not the verses of Allah or the commands of Allah as a jest. Don't make fun. Don't play with the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. An example of this is like what we said about staged, you know, second marriage and divorce and all. This is taking the ayatillahi huzwa. Making fun of the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember the uh, blessing of Allah upon you. And what he has revealed to you uh, from the book and wisdom. He admonishes you. Fear Allah and know that Allah is aware of all things. And then the last verse, which is important. Allah says, when you have divorced women, and they have fulfilled the term, meaning a man divorces his wife, the term has come to an end, idda is over, they are strange to one another. Then the woman wants to go back to her husband. The husband, the man wants to go back to his wife. But what happens? The wali comes in between. I will not allow you to do that. Allah says, it is not permissible for the wali to stop if the woman and the man want to go back. فَلَا تَعْضُلُوهُنَّ أَنْ يَنْكِحْنَ أَزْوَاجَهُمْ إِذَا تَرَادَوْ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ And so there is an example, uh, or, or rather the sha'an of nuzul of this, is that a sahabi radiallahu anhu, a sahabi gave his sister in marriage to another sahabi. So they were married. Something happened between them. They divorced. The man divorced his wife. She went back to her because her brother was her wali and her guardian. So she went back to live with her brother. After the idda was over, the sahabi felt bad and he came and he said, I, I want to remarry your, your sister. He says, I swear by Allah, I will not give her to you. He said, I, I honored you. And you have disgraced and humiliated her. You have sent her away with a divorce. He said, I swear by Allah, I will not give her back to you. But Allah knew that the woman wants to go back to her husband. <laughs> so he revealed this verse. <laughs> Do not stop them from going back to their husbands. If, if they are consenting and they're going to be reasonable and they're going to work things out amongst themselves, who are you to stop them? And so the wali's authority is taken away. Okay? A man wants to marry a woman. Right? Muhammad wants to marry Fatima. And he goes to her father and he says, I want to marry your daughter. She wants to marry him as well. 
But if the father says, no, I don't want you to marry her, finish. The, he is in authority. She can't marry him because the wali said, I don't, want, I don't want you to marry my daughter. But if divorce has happened between them and then the man goes to the wali and says, give me your daughter again uh, uh, in, in, in marriage, then he is not permitted to say no unless she says no. If she says, no, I don't want to marry him, then he says, sorry, you cannot get married because she's not willing to be married to you. Okay. So when the Sahabi, when he heard the verse, immediately he said, Sam'an wa ta'atan. He said, Ya Allah, I have heard your command and I will obey your command. And so he took his sister to this man and he conducted the marriage and he allowed her to be, to me, to be married. And so in here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, do not stop them from going back or marrying their husbands إذا تراضوا بينهم بالمعروف if they agree on reasonable terms ذلك يعض به من كان منكم يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر that is advice and admonishment to those who believe in Allah and the last day ذلكم أزكى لكم وأطهر Allah says that is better for you it is purer for you it is purer for your society and then Allah says والله يعلم وأنتم لا تعلمون and so he concludes all of these verses of divorce and the rulings. He says, I know, you do not know. And so, whatever happens, apply these commands and you will be safe. Right? Because I have knowledge and wisdom and you do not know.